Bueller. 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 everybody i'm gary i'm victoria and uh we're doing a bonus episode because victoria you weren't here last week no i was not i missed the whole week you did it was so so different without having you around (laughs) i bet uh you said on (laughs) your last episode the the day after your wedding yeah that you weren't gonna listen i did i know monday morning (laughs) you text me like what happened? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I, I was like, you don't listen to our podcast. Like, oh. You must be talking about, like, I was like, Nightville wasn't that dramatic this week. <laughs> Joke's on you. I was so surprised. I listened to the whole Legitimately week. surprised. Good. Um, I, that makes me glad, in a way. I think we had some good things to talk about. Not everything was good things to talk about. We went on some crazy tangents with John, which was fine. John's a fun guy. I had a good time on Toy Story Minute, but it was definitely a different atmosphere. Definitely. I mean, it's different listening to it than it is, like, being there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, like, I can't say, like, oh, this is how I feel because this is what I felt being there and uh-huh, I wasn't. Uh-huh. It's it's different. I listened. Yes. And I don't you're right, I don't listen. I don't listen to any minute podcast. I know. I know. So but I don't know. Something told me like, you know It'll be interesting. Let's let's let, let's see <laughs> what he does when I'm not around and what these guys have to say because I re- obviously we re- re- recorded with a uh, Scott before a couple times. Uh-huh. And, um but I've never recorded with John. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. I, I did a Toy Story Minute and it happened without you, unfortunately. I know, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> um, it was interesting, to say the least. Do you want to talk about my view of the minutes first, or my view well, I think of it'll you guys for both. first? Let's, uh, let's talk about the minutes of the week. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm making a little bit of noise. That's okay. Uh, so, so the week started with them dropping the car from the garage. Oh, well, okay, okay. First things first. Okay. Victoria does not mean Victorian. <laughs> um, that was awful. Uh, didn't much like it. I don't know where that accent came from. Um, but it didn't even, it, it uh, changed a lot. The, the... Vampire part is accurate though. Uh, I'll I'll allow that. I'm like okay, that's ra- that's accurate. I like the darkness and I like nighttime. And uh-huh. um, I have been told I age very slowly, so yeah, that works. So I'm okay with that part. Uh, I think John is a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm being as nice as possible. Um, Wow. Uh, Scott had a couple of comparisons, like saying, like, uh, comparing me to to John, because John is very much, obviously, very much anti-Ferris. Anti-Ferris. And I 
have already said multiple times that I'm not necessarily anti-Ferris. Sure. I like Ferris. Uh-huh. I like Matthew Broderick. I think he's a cute guy. I think he's a talented guy. I think uh, Ferris is, I agree with the whole, like, yes, he is an ideal. Uh-huh. I think he's Guys want to be him and everything uh-huh. and whatnot. I would not go so far as to call him a sociopath. I know. I think that's a little extreme. A sociopath, to me, is, is... I mean, he genuinely is trying to show Cameron a good time. Well, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I, I do agree with... Uh, I mean, he is a selfish person. Sure. He is a selfish person. Uh, sociopath is a little, is a little harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, like, l- weird things like that that I'm, like, listening to that I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, he was also very, he very much a fan of the Ferris Bueller doesn't exist thing, which I'm glad we haven't talked about. No, I Not mean we, we you joked, joked about it like about at the beginning it because that's what it is. It's a joke, yeah. and I think driving it to death as much as he did when it stopped being funny about five ten minutes prior. <laughs> was just like, all right, like, can I hear from Scott now? I liked when Scott, I, I thought it was really funny when Scott said that, that talking to John was like stepping around a goddamn landmine. Yeah, because you say one thing, it sets him off on this weird tangent <laughs> like that we like, going... to be honest, I didn't care about. And I'm just like, you're... My favorite character you're, was, you're doing was terrible quiet right racist Eric Stoltz. That was actually kind of funny. <laughs> I'll give him that. I'm like, that's, that, this is kind of funny. Uh, uh, just it's so much. Victoria's at such a loss for words. I know it's, it's amazing. It's so much to unpack. Yeah. Um. Oh man. I understand the racist thing, like in that first minute. Yeah, I you know my my note was a little bit different because I think that Smiznik Smiznik saying. What country do you think this is? Is like very conservative white guy John Hughes, much like my mother being like, if you're going to live in America, you're going to speak English. Yeah. And I think that's the racist part of it. And I don't think we got to that. That's a lot of it is racist. Yeah. The fact that he asked him if he speaks English is is presumptuous and mm-hmm. racist. Uh, Cameron's looks are are somewhat racist. I'm I like, never why thought about it as a, looks? I never thought about it as a race issue though. When uh, I watched the movie before, I always just assumed it's because he he's like a sketchy kind of guy, and this is a very very expensive car. He does look. Well, sketchy. that's the reason he got the role is because of his look. He does look sketch, uh, and I agree that he does not look like he's coming into work. He's either going out on a break or yeah. he's going for the day. Yeah. Like he's, which is weird because... I don't think he's going on break because they drive 200 miles. There's no way they yeah, do that there's no way you're hour. doing that in a half an hour. You're right. Yeah, so he's got to be gone for the day, and he's taking... He's, he is essentially stealing this car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the day, and just covering it up by bringing it back to the garage. It's also really it fortunate like... that he brings it back to the garage at exactly the time they're going to pick yeah. it up because... Unless that guy is just as conniving. Like, he yeah. sees, like, oh, they're well, going to yeah, be back he's, at this time. He's the fairest. We're, yeah, we're, we're going to come back. Don't worry. Day like, off. 
Like, we, we, let's, let's, let's go see what they did. Like, yeah. they drove that many miles. Mm-hmm. Like, where the hell did they go? I don't know. What did they do? Not sure yet. They did the opposite of what Ferris and his little trio did. They actually, you, they they actually took used the, the car, car to, mm-hmm. like, go and do things as opposed it's to It's funny because, because uh, Richard Edson, I think his name is, mentions in that little behind-the-scenes featurette that, uh... Sorry. In that little behind-the-scenes featurette that, um... John Hughes had mentioned that they were going to have an entire, like, like a secondary plot going on where we're following these it, guys. It would have been kind of interesting. I would yeah, I think know. so, too. I would have wanted to know. What did you do that took Honestly, up this Honestly, I miles? just, I just, it would, I think it'd make the movie too long. The yeah, movie's no. really tight. Yeah, no, especially for a comedy. You always want to keep comedies under a certain amount. Uh-huh. Just because people start to lose interest. And, yeah. You know, is it, is it re- I mean, now nowadays, making a comedy movie, comedy movies are usually like an hour and a half, or mm-hmm. they're usually not longer than that. Well, the, even this one's only horror movies. Same thing with horror minutes. movies. They're like you lose interest really fast for stuff like that. You need it to be tight and just the mm-hmm. whole thing in just a small amount of time. Sure. Uh, so, like, I I agreed with a lot of that. Just trying to remember everything because it's a uh, that first episode was was kind of long. That was a long one. We had two really long ones. That one and Thursday's episode are both like forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. That first one was kind of long. Um, I wanted more Scott in that first episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I yeah, because you said right away like I I messaged you because I was like, what is this? This yeah. first episode is pretty horrendous like <laughs> i wouldn't call it I, horrendous i was listening to it and i was just like i am like so not confused but i'm just like this is a lot like i'm yeah, trying you were to mentioning you were mentioning that you were having a hard time following and i think that people were talking because talking over each other mm-hmm. especially john and scott yeah because as it got to the later episodes it's funny because honestly i tried so hard to like add space into the tracks so that that didn't happen a lot because it happened so much more. Well, it seems like John's very excitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a dog with a bone. Like, he <laughs> won't let go. And it's just like, let it go. Like... I know, by the by, by, by the, like end the end of the week, I was just like, like, oh, I know I want to talk more about, like, this. Like, when, he started ta- when we started talking about Ferris wants to help Cameron, but he's not the right person to do it. That, like, which makes a lot of sense. Which no, does make a that. lot of sense because they're definitely different people. And like, Ferris... but I also agree that uh, that relationship between Cameron and his dad is dead. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, whether you're taking the blame for for this car, like, and you say you're going to talk to your dad if your dad's reputation holds up, um, and you being a 17 year old mm. like kid, there's no coming back from this you're like it's going to turn into a screaming match you're going to say everything you've ever wanted to say to your dad that you've pent up over all these years yeah. your dad's not going to learn anything from it and if your dad's the kind of jerk that he thinks he is he could end up disowning him he can end up cutting him out like and not paying for anything for him he can end up doing a lot of things and i think that relationship at that point is 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 not going to be a, it's a not healthy. good healthy well it wasn't healthy in the ever. first place but now it's now not, it's, it doesn't now have a chance now it has, to now it doesn't have a choice uh-huh like it doesn't have a chance like yeah. it's it's this ruined everything. Yeah, we don't really is, know what the relationship sad. with his mother is like. He's, you know, we I mean, got that the one line seem, earlier where he says seems that she's just away. Like, she seems she's just, just gone. Like, she's, she's absent. She seems just like Cameron, which is an enabler. Mm. Like, she sees what's going on, but she's not doing anything 
to yeah. help the relationship between her husband and we her son. We have, um, there's a bit in the script. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, when they're talking about, I was going to bring it up in next week's minutes, but it's not like super important for next week. Whenever he's saying like, I'll give you two reasons why not. Like my mother and my father, like that bit about the, the marriage thing. He, he talks about how um, his mother is always, I don't want to say like, I, I think I think Ferris makes a reference to her being like out of it. Like I don't know if it's like tr- drunk or like kind of drugged up on something or just like. Well, a lot of I also, imagine a lot of women like. I imagine her did, being like a did uh, things, you know. Uh, um, I don't know. I imagine her being the kind of person, and this is all projecting from coming from nowhere, but like. Actually, let me pull it up real quick and I'll read it. Um, imagine, like, I don't want to say, like, pill popping, but that's sort of, like, antidepressants or whatever. Like, whatever it is, just being kind of, like, loopy and out it's of it a, because you're just, like... It's a Helga's mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, She's drinking her, uh, quote-unquote, smoothies. Her smoothies all the time. And in actuality, it's, uh, she's got a problem. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. I mean, if you listen to Cameron, that makes it sound like they don't even have really a healthy marriage. So I'll give you two. My mother and my father. They're married and they hate each other. Ferris says, your father's a toad and your mother's always wired out. But so what? Wired out. Wired out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, was the, that was the phrase I couldn't remember. Um, which definitely gives me that impression that she's just On like, something. Yeah. Yeah. That she's not really like cogent. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um... Yeah, like what happens? No, to- Cameron's Cameron's home life is like that affluent home life where the father and mother kind of like do their careers above everything. Do Tom and Katie take Cameron in? I think Tom and Katie are the kind of parents that would. I mean, they're about to graduate. It's not like it's a long, extended amount of time that that would be the case. No, and I think that they're the kind of, like, they've known probably Cameron for a long time. I mean, time. they've been friends since they were in the fifth grade. And so I assume that uh, a good relationship would, would yeah, yeah. They, would, they would extend that, that courtesy to the best friend of their favorite child and mm-hmm. say, of course you can you could stay here. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I see that. I see that happening. It's tough. I do agree with that. Like, Cameron, it is so apparent that mm. Ferris is the favorite. I want- and it's really sad. It's like... It is. It's, it's, there shouldn't be favoritism amongst your children. At least, not so blatantly. Sure. Well, she got a car, and he got a computer. We don't see her try anything. I mean, trying. Like... It, it, the we get the impression that Ferris is the favorite because like they dote on Ferris because he pretends to be sick so they like want to believe that he's sick so they dote on him a little bit whereas she's just like from the first third from the third minute of the movie she's just angry and there's like and she's she storms out like it we don't get any attitude of the parents toward her until until Katie has to go pick her up from the police station. And and then she speeds the whole way home and gets two speeding tickets. Which is tickets. not even Jeannie's fault. Like she like she yes. didn't do anything. I don't wrong. think they have a chance to like talk about that. Yeah, they don't get a chance to talk about that. She it's just so sees weird. Jeannie making out with Charlie Sheen <laughs> and is like, <laughs> any lady, mother, you need to get yeah, out of here. Any mother seeing her daughter uh-huh. making out with Charlie Sheen 
would and then out. and then and then Jeannie gets two different speeding tickets on the way home. So like it makes sense that she's like, "What are you doing?" Like you're saying, like she screws up. Yeah, I think Jeannie digs her own hole. I don't. I don't think that we get an impression. We don't see Jeannie on a good day. I think Jeannie is is rebelling. She's a yeah. re- she's a rebellious person because she wants the at- because she's not getting the attention. It's all about. The whole thing is all about desire for attention. Um, Ferris, everyone dotes on him because he is the, like, performer guy. Right. And then Cameron, his cry for attention is being sick and wanting people to, like, take care of him. So when he, like, flips his lid later in the movie and, and Sloane is, like, sitting there when they're sitting on the uh, above the beach and she's, like, stroking his hair, like, he's just taking that in because it's affection that's that's an intimacy that he doesn't get from anyone else Mm -hmm. so like why stop that and then genie genie's cry for attention is like well you let him get yeah exactly exactly acting out and getting in trouble because Uh negative attention at least is some kind of attention it's more than what she feels like she's getting right now which is sad i mean she shouldn't have to feel that way that's the whole thing it's like it's hard being a teenager is so hard it's really not. Sometimes, like, I feel like it seems hard. Like, I feel like a lot of teenagers are like, you don't understand. It's always that, those uh, cliche things. And well, it's just I, like, I think... everyone used to be a teenager at one point. Uh-huh. And yeah, there's like uh, some cliche things that literally happen to yeah, everybody but, but, but you can't, during a But you teenager. can't, as an adult, you can't look at that teenager and be like, no, you don't understand. Because the you're in two different places of development. Right. Um, it's two very... Uh, clashing perspectives on like the situation and so neither person is going to get but at the same time that means you're not getting giving the adult the benefit of a doubt that they've experienced similar things that what you've experienced Mm -hmm. instead of taking their what they have to heart or at least taking it for the good intentions that they're trying to make it the tone that comes out of those kind of discussions is always like well, I've already done this. It's like a superior, like, is now is that just what your perception is I, as a teenager? I think so. Because I don't you feel know. that way. Because it's, I, I mean, I've been on both sides. Yeah. Like to me, I'm not, I'm not that old, but I've being 32 and being mm-hmm. like 16, 17 years old. I was the kind of person that people came to me for advice and didn't want to like listen yeah. to me, which was fine. It was like, okay, make your own mistakes, but like you come crying to me when you're when stuff blows up in your face and I told you not to do that. Yeah. That type of thing. I've always been that kind of like that responsible person in my group. So me as an adult, when have I still have people coming up to me for advice and I tell them things, uh-huh. it's always just very frustrating because it's like, oh, you don't, it's like throwing it in my face every time. You don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. And mm. it's just like, okay. But when it turns out that I'm right, you still come crying back to me and you want me to comfort you, which is fine because I love you and of course I'll comfort you. Sure. But... It's frustrating to be that person. Uh-huh. Like, like as, as frustrating as the teenager feels, it's for them. They're not empathetic enough to go the other way. Like, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what needs to happen. It's like, you need to feel what the other person's feeling, as well as, like, what you're coming from, and yeah. realize that they're not coming at you in any kind of negative I think, way. I think, I think being a teenager kind of stunts you a little bit in that way. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's almost like you're just... You want to be in a bubble. Like, you want uh-huh. to be, like, this is what I want to do, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, no one's not telling you that you can't do what you want to do, but you have to realize that there's consequences for certain things mm-hmm. that you want to do if it's not necessarily something that's legal or or uh, or acceptable publicly sure. or whatever, you know. Sure. 
kind of thing. I don't know. It's it's a very weird, frustrating thing. And it's and when it's not easy to be a teenager, what's not easy about it is the fact that you cannot control these things that yeah. you're being so angry and so angsty and so like mm-hmm. against everything when you don't need to be that way. Like if if, if that if that it's angstiness was gone, hard to it would be a little out. easier. Yeah. Oh yeah. I you know what that. I mean? I was an angsty teen. I was very. I, I was very. Everyone emo. is an angsty teen. I was very emo. Yeah. Before emo was really a thing, too. Emo didn't end up being a huge thing until like later when all those other bands were coming out, like My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy. Yeah, they didn't exist when I was in high school. Uh, so it was c- kind of considered goth before emo was the other was the new word. Sure, that makes sense. And that was me. Black, na- black nail polish, black clothes. I like that. All <laughs> uh, very off topic, but I I reshared a um. Have you seen those, um, that, that meme that goes around that's the me, an intellectual? Like, it's like, it's like someone says something, and then it says me, comma, an intellectual, and it's like a repeat of the statement, but it's a more, like, um, I reposted one the other day on Tumblr, and it was something about Darth Vader always wearing black because of, like, whatever reason, and then it says me, an intellectual, Darth Vader always wears black because he's in, he's perpetually mourning the loss of Padme. Something like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ridiculous. Because, oh, no, he wears black because he's the bad guy. And you're like, no, he wears black because he's in mourning. <laughs> I like that. That puts a little bit of a sadder spin on everything. I know, it? I love it. It's I like, oh, so Poor Vader. Poor Vader. Poor Anakin. I know. Little orphan Annie. Oh, little Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever take the, the, the slave explosive device out of his head that would blow you up? <laughs> oh god that awful awful like again racism yeah like, oh my god he, he's he's so that's so racist like he's so like stereotype jew like all <laughs> oh, over him like like what did you do like oh, why did you design wow. him this way did you tell the voice actor to say this like this on purpose like what is going on i have no it's, idea it's pretty bad that's that's a question for star wars man i know what's, what's wrong with, what's wrong with watto What's wrong, What's wrong with, with George Lucas? Did you notice the dudes with the funny hats? The dude with the funny hats that that's uh, on top of the Sears Tower yeah. with the really long feathers. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow I like have watched this movie a million times, but I'm never looking at them. I'm always looking at the, our trio, like as they climb up on the thing and put their head on the glass. And so I just never really thought about it until we were started talking about it and I was like, Oh, like these guys are really weird. <laughs> Why are they here? And they're just guys. Like the longest feathers. Or in that ha- oh, just the one sense. dude's got the long feather. It's only the one guy that has the long feather. Yeah, the other guy doesn't have a feather. It's uh, compensating for something. Yeah, he's looking for a mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a uh, he's what's what's the word for that? He's a uh, peacocking. Peacocking, literally. L- literally, Aww. he's like he strokes it, <laughs> like strokes the feather. Oh, I don't know, ladies. Like, <laughs> could be Yankee Doodle. Oh, okay. Put a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. I read something recently as to, like, the translation as to why the lyrics of that song is, like, called it macaroni. I have no idea. It's like an insult. Oh. It's not a nice thing, from what I remember. But I saw it recently, and I just, it escaped me now. That's silly. Uh, But, you know, macaroni was introduced to America by Thomas Jefferson, because it was a French dish. 
macaroni and cheese. He was very fond of it. He served it at parties. Well, mac and cheese is pretty tasty. It is pretty tasty. I don't, I don't, thank you, I don't Thomas Jefferson. Right? Like, I don't blame. I don't blame. You're you. a terrible person in other ways, but thank you for macaroni. Well, thank and you cheese. for macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it's, it's good. We like it. It is good. <laughs> Liquid gold. <laughs> I love. Um. Well, uh, I I appreciated. Scott's Watchmen reference. Oh, yes, the Ozymandias. I went a step further and I posted on our listeners' page, and I was like, no, I need, this is, this is, this is canon cast, <laughs> is Ferris's Ozymandias. This only works if they're in the costumes, because that makes it that much better. And then we have Sloane as Silk Spectre. And then we have Cameron, of course, as Night Owl. <laughs> and what makes this that much funnier to me is that Rooney is the comedian, <laughs> And I just picture him in that costume with a cigar in his mouth. Oh, God. And it makes me laugh so hard. I don't know if he could pull it off. No, that's the thing. He's like, he, he, like, what are you he doing? can't. <laughs> but at the same time, like, he is that guy. Like, he is, like, the jerky, oh, yeah. like, guy. I'm like, this this works. And it, and it delights I can, me. I can see that. It delights me so much. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make Grace, um, what's her name? Sally Jupiter. Okay, you're getting pretty deep into Watchmen stuff, and I've only oh. read it once. I have seen that movie once. Oh my gosh, shame on you. Uh. I've seen that movie and read that book so many times. I know you have. So many times. It's your favorite. I know, I love it. Uh, I also like that they mentioned Bob Dylan and then mentioned the Times They Are Changing, because uh, Times They Are Changing is like the one of the first songs you hear in the soundtrack for The Watchmen. Oh, there you go. So I was like, oh, yes, I like I like this. It kind of comes back around to Watchmen. Um... <laughs> Bob's planning. And and he, he explained that to to me, he's a Victoria Ferris is Bob Dylan. And I'm like, no, I like Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> like like for one, I like Bob Dylan. It's an uh, example. He's for two, again, I don't dislike Ferris. There are many other Harry Potter characters that I dislike more than I dislike Ferris. I mean there are plenty of really atrocious Harry Potter characters though. Granted. Uh, Victoria yeah. dislikes Dumbledore more than Ferris. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, that 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 could that could prove true. I know. Uh, um, I got I got a, a message from our listener Adam, and he said that uh, listening to this, uh, listening to you has has made him like Ferris a little bit less. And oh he's like, no! He said. But I'll never with, agree with her on Snape. And I was like, well, we've got seven more seasons to talk about Snape. We'll see what happens. Gonna change everybody's mind. Right? I mean, I, I feel like people are latched on to... People latch on to certain ideals. Like, this is what it is, and this is how uh-huh. I feel. And, and they don't want to move and don't want to, like, even accept change. Precious. Yeah. And it's like, no, like... I, I am tol- a totally kind of person t- that will admit that I'm wrong. Like, I've talked crap about movies, and I watch the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's a really good movie. I'm, a, I'm sure. sorry. Like, yeah. sorry to myself for denying myself, like, this, this thing that is actually good, and I'm, you know, will no longer talk anything bad about it. That type of thing. And I feel like the Snape thing, he wore just so latched on uh-huh. to, like... That he's this guy that they won't stop and actually do the empathy thing and actually see things from other people's perspectives, which, uh-huh. is, which is what I like to do. Like, you never know 
what where someone is in their life what is going on in yeah. their mind and that kind of stuff and yeah i just feel like snape is one of those characters in which there is lots of things that have that's in his history and has happened to him and things that he's had to do and no one even knows about that he has no one to even share it with mm-hmm. and i feel like if you were that person and had to do what he had to do you wouldn't do it he's and the, you wouldn't be able to do it he's the middle brother it's, the the one that latched on to a lost love. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Like to to tell me that the sympathy isn't there. Like to me is is says of, is, a, is a very close minded thing. It's sure. Just like no. Like there's there's it's every people are more. Oh my oh man! Like when when Harry saw Snape's like final memories, like I cried. It's this. The it's so sad. Like, and everyone. And I hate when people are like, "Oh, the creepy thing is he's like he's like some boy who couldn't get over him, or some neck beard." Like those stupid words people use. Like, "Oh, he's just one of those nice guys who got put in the friend zone and thought he was like, entitled to not- her." And I'm like, no. Like, stop with this crap that like is starting to like infiltrate every little thing and i'm like no like he was truly her friend he truly loved her he was still her friend while she was with james yeah like he wouldn't do that if that he thought he was entitled to her quote unquote uh-huh. it was when her stupid guy that she chose over him or or chose to be with or whatever decided to be this bully and feel threatened over the fact that she has this male friend that she's really close to. Yeah. Which is what I think it was. Like, it's it's a lot of petty jealousy and being teenagers and being, mm-hmm. just making mistakes and being stupid. Yeah, I, I always forget that they were, like, kids, too. They were kids, too. They were 16, 17, yeah. whatever, 15. Yeah. Pretty young. So it's like, no, like, you almost killed a kid, like, on purpose. Like, you don't understand. Like, that's not a cool thing to do. Like... Yeah. I don't understand why you think it is or why, like, again, like, you're so popular, everyone loves you and everyone hates him because it's the whole, like, Slytherin thing. Again, it's painted in such a bad light that you can't see past anything else. Mm. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's frustrating when that kind kind of stuff happens. I understand. I totally understand. And I feel like everything I say is taken out of context because Scott still, like, keeps saying, like, oh, she hates Ferris. I'm like, no, I definitely don't hate Ferris as much as John does, apparently. <laughs> like, like I was, like, listening to him and I was just like, damn, like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I, was, I wasn't all that much gung-ho on on, on, on I'm really Ferris interested to see when we get to talk to Jonathan near the end where he's going to fall on this uh, spectrum. Oh, he, he talked himself out of a flag. Oh, oh, did he? <laughs> He's all like, Team Garcia for the week. And I'm like, no, no. You're, <laughs> you're either Team Victoria or you're against me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> no flag for you. you get I'm no, sorry, Jonathan. You get no flag. Uh, there was only one more thing. There was one more thing about, like, the particular minutes that I wanted to talk about. I think it was a little dark to sit there and say that Cameron's dead or died, or was killed by his dad. It's like, whoa, whoa. I don't know if his dad's gonna murder him. Maybe disown, maybe cut out of, you know, trust dead. fund and whatever. Like, like that's just so morbid. Like, no. Like, now, if, to me, if the relationship falls apart, like, he'll, he'll move on and go to college. Maybe he'll get the help that he really needs, like an actual therapist, and he'll grow and be away from that influence. And he'll even be away from Ferris's influence. He needs to find himself a way to be himself without the crutch of Ferris, without, like, his dad's money, without, like, all of that. Mm. Like, be 
you and what you are because I don't think he even knows. No, I don't. Well, no, no, we know he doesn't know. We'll see it later in the movie. No, oh, he doesn't know what, what are you he interested wants to in? do. He goes, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Like he's he doesn't know what he wants to do. He doesn't know himself. Yeah. So it's like no, go. Like I know it sounds cliche, but go, go find, find yourself. yourself. Like go figure out what you, who you truly are. Yeah. Like without this other influences around you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I agree with you. It is interesting because it is easy to forget that, like, this is just a single day. Right. And the effects of the events that happened today are contained. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only get kind of little glimpses at who each of these characters are. Right. I don't... I don't know. I definitely found myself agreeing with John at the end of the week when he was talking about the, uh, like, Ferris not being... Ferris not being good for Cameron. Even though he wants to be. Like, is Ferris... Wa- like, I do genuinely think that Ferris wants to help Cameron. No, I, I, like I said before, and I'm all like, Sloane is good for Ferris. Uh-huh. Ferris isn't good for Sloane. No. Ferris isn't good for Cameron. No. Ferris is out for Ferris. Ferris is too much of a selfish person, and he well, tries. I think, yeah, and I, I, well, I think that he doesn't realize that, like, because he and Cameron are different people, they're n- the same things aren't going to work for both of them. Right. So, like, if he's feeling down, Ferris can go do whatever the hell he wants to do because he has that kind of influence, but that's not what Cameron needs. No. Like, it's, like, I, I don't like the idea that when you're down, you automatically have to, like, well, come out and do this and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, not, no. I can't do that either. Sometimes that's not what you need. Mm-hmm. Especially Maybe. because he's, like, I, I think Scott was right weeks ago when he mentioned the Cameron's depression and really talked about, like... It's like, why can't Ferris come over and talk, like, to yeah. him? Like, listen to your best, so your, your, to your supposed best friend. Care about what he has to say and what he's feeling. Instead of worrying about your freaking day. You well, know I what I, I mean? I don't think like, that, I don't think, I think again, I just, I don't think that that's what would work for Ferris, right? If Ferris no, was feeling No, it wouldn't bad, work for Ferris. Yeah, and, and so I think and he so just he doesn't, doesn't know how he, to do yeah, with other people. he literally doesn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. He doesn't doing know how to deal with other people, and it's just and like it's just he not has, the right thing. Yeah, it's just like you're you're not understanding that people are different. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and and, it, and it's almost like that frustrating thing. Like I've oh man, I don't remember what show it was, but there's like a TV show that has like a, a roommates, and I think they're in college. Okay. And one girl comes from money like she has money and the other one doesn't really have a whole lot of money she worked really hard she got a scholarship she's there on a scholarship she's working a job like she's working hard this other girl is not working she's having everything sent to her money out the out the butt like just like so much money so much money she's just like let's go do this and let's go do that and she wants to bond with this girl is her roommate. Uh-huh. They didn't know each other prior. And she's like, well, we're roommates now. I want to go go to this concert and go to this thing. And this girl wants to have that relationship because it's college. And it's like, yeah, like this. these are the relationships that might I, I might build and, and they grow They might last with. the rest of your life. Yeah, that yeah. type of thing, you know? And so she uses what little money she has to like go to these concerts and, and pay for this cool stuff that's in their apartment or in the dorm or whatever yeah and it gets to a point where like the girl is not realizing like look she's not like you 
Like, she doesn't have a whole lot of money, and you're putting her in a position in which, like, she feels like she has to dish out all this uh-huh. money to keep you as a roommate or to keep you as a friend yeah. or a possible friend or blah, 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 until the point where, like, they finally had to talk, and she was like, look, like, it's embarrassing to talk about, but I don't have the kind of money that you do, and this is really hurting me, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And I don't want you to just pay for everything. Yeah. That type. It ends up being this awkward thing. And I think that's what Ferris is dealing with. And I'm like, I, they're both pretty, pretty well off, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like he's not realizing that people are different than you yeah like yeah he is not like you like personality wise like he the way he deals with things are not going to be the same uh-huh no matter how close you are like you know what i mean even if you're both like have come from well-off families it's not going to be the same you could be well off and be miserable like cameron is exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know if you have a very like crappy family life yeah i agree it's, with you and i think ferris has good intentions but no way to like really understand uh-huh. like how to put well, those Well, I think that's motion. really interesting because we can take that all the way back to the Garth Volbeck thing from like week two, when uh, we have that whole mono- that whole bit of monologue that's cut out about like this kid who comes from like a really poor family, and he has an older brother who's a drug dealer, and he is in this kind of really bad place, and the result of that is his parents don't want this kid coming over, right? And so Ferris. Ferris, who would have liked to have been a friend to this kid and, like, keep him from going down the kind of dark path that his crazy older brother did, mm. wasn't able to. And so Garth does go and become his own kind of nuisance. Right. I don't know. It's, it's, there's a weird... Mm. I do, th- I do think that he wants to be good for people. At the, at the same time, it's like he seems to lose interest so fast. Like, it's like, oh, I can't help. Okay, let's go to the next thing. Like, mm. what's the next thing I can do type of thing? And, like, he all of a sudden shifts gears to what's my next step to entertain me, like Scott was saying. Like, he, where, what's his next thing, that he, his next enjoyable That's moment? That's the, the, this marriage moment. The, the marriage moment. Okay. <laughs> I did want to get to this because there is... They did end up sounding pretty much like an old married couple by the end of that week. I was just like, dear good lord. <laughs> like, get a divorce already. Couples counsel. Uh, so they're in the they're on the trade floor in the script. Sloane says, "Do you love me?" And Ferris says, "Do you love me?" She goes, "I asked you first. And he says, mm. "Yes, you." And she says, "Yes." And Ferris says, "Would I trash a day of education to be with you if I didn't love you?" And Sloane says, "Yes." And then he's like, "Would I risk damaging a deep and wonderfully enriching relationship with my parents if I didn't love you?" And she goes, "Yes." Yes. And he says, would I have introduced you as my wife if I didn't love you? Like, that's a callback to the cut scene from the uh, the bank. Mm-hmm. She says, wait a minute, that was a lie. And he goes, true. And then and then he says, would you, would you want to get married? I mean, if I wasn't an asshole. Which they cut, of course, that line. But yeah. it's like, oh, like, Ferris is aware. <laughs> he's, he's very self-aware. He's very self-aware that he's, that he's a jerk. That he's not a nice guy. And, like, she calls him out on it. Like, she's doing it right there. Like, no. like Yeah. He, he's like, would, would, I, would I do this if yeah, I didn't love you? you? She's like, yeah. Yeah, you would. Yes, like, you I know would. who you are. And that's, to me, that's proof right there that that's not going to be a relationship that's going to last. No. Like, because that's, eventually, that's going to get old real well, fast. I'm very interested in, like, the difference in Sloane's last line in the movie is, he's going to marry me. It's like that uh, that young love attitude will pass. Yeah. Once she realizes uh, 
what real life is like outside of this very whitewashed community oh yeah of affluent uh-huh. people because mm-hmm. again we're not going to mm-hmm. comment on the fact she's a ten thousand dollar card to your watch at 16 years old we're not gonna see it till the end i still don't care like it's ten thousand it's crazy it is card crazy. your watch like who what 16 year old wears a ten thousand dollar card to your watch i'm just saying uh-huh. uh it's like ridiculous so she comes from money too but like yeah. you know but they are very much i feel like have never known what real life really is other uh-huh. than like this whitewashed suburbanism and, I mean, if going out to Chicago and the big city is, like, a big deal to them, then them going off to college, possibly in another state, is going to, like, possibly uh, just kind of turn them on their ear. I think Sloan's better prepared than anybody, of course. I think Sloan will go into college, like, s- seamlessly. Sure. I believe she's a bright, bright girl, and she's just gonna, she's gonna thrive. First mentions, well, well, we'll get to it next week, but first mentions that she's a cheerleader, so she's in, she does, she's involved. Yeah, she does things, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, I feel like Ferris has, like, this cocky attitude because, again, it's, like, almost like a big fish, small pond when he's going to turn into a small fish in a big pond. He might get, um, overshadowed and and might not get that attention that he's so used to. I, I feel like Ferris... You can say that everyone gives him what he wants because there's two instances already that are are one's going to come up in this one that that happened in which like there he's they, he's being If pulled. someone if someone doesn't give him what he wants, he still wins. How does he still win? He still gets seated at the table at the restaurant. No, he does. Yeah, he tricks his way into yeah. it. Uh, but again, like they didn't, it wasn't like an easy thing. No. Same thing with, but, but he I thinks think he that, got, he thought he thinks that he did like a smart thing at the garage when in actuality he's being pulled a fast one on him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, someone hustled you and mm-hmm. you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? So it's like, I don't know. There's bigger hustlers out there than he is. Yeah. And I, I don't think that I, I, but I, I don't, I think his personality is too big to like over, like I don't think that he's just going to suddenly be a freshman on the college campus and no one's going to give him a second glance. Like I, he, that he's could too, very much happen. I I don't a college with thousands of people in it of of better qualifications than him in some I, things. But I don't think that that changes this like boisterousness. This uh, kind of larger than life. I be well because he'll he, have his he'll have that personality, but that personality isn't going to be what's going to get him everything that he wants anymore because at that point we don't know what it is he wants you're in a college setting people are going to look at you differently it's just it is it's like a talk to anybody who's who's done that transition from high school to college and they're like oh no it's a totally different thing It, it it can eat you alive if you are too cocky and it can you know it it doesn't do well sometimes you can't go in there with like this cocky attitude and, and expect things to just be easy because it's not the same thing as high school. Mm. It's a totally different thing. So I don't know. And then Cameron, I feel like Cameron just needs to like lay low and he's also a smart guy, but I think like if he just keeps to himself and does his studies and I think he gets help, then he'll grow in a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happens to them Ferris, after the this. college years. I don't want that. You don't want that? No, no, you don't. No, I'm pretty sure no one does. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's intriguing. It's definitely intriguing. 
I think that was everything I had for this, um, like, wrap-up thing. Right. Uh, that was everything I had about the minutes. Yeah. Uh, your nervous laugh is, is, is very hilarious. Oh, there were... It's just like, I don't know what to say right now. You're just, like, kind of, like... Uh, how do I respond? Put on the spot, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I needed you to back me up. Uh, oh, man. I kind of would be scared if I was there with those two. I would have been like, oh, my lord. No, I don't know how that would have went at all. They did... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 being as nice as possible. It was quite a week. It was quite a week. Well, I'm happy that uh, you'll be with us next week on the show. Yeah, that should. Oh, I'm glad to be back. I don't know if uh, my my fiance. Oh, I can't say my fiance. No, nope, <laughs> your husband. My husband. Oh my, shit. My husband and I both listened to the minutes together. Actually. Yeah. So he listened to them too, and he made a joke about like you know. He's like, we could have worked something out. He's like, so you didn't have to miss a week of minutes. <laughs> because he kind of like had like this cringy face while so he listened as well. Aww. He was all like, he's like, I don't know. I, I think it was a good week. I, like I think, I think, uh, I think he, we needed. And he's never listened to the Ferris. To the Ferris show. No, he's only listened to the Harry Potter one. So I think. It's it, a different thing. I think we needed. This is, I think this is going to reinvigorate our conversation going forward. Oh, you think so? We'll see. Uh, Scott will just keep thinking he knows me and saying <laughs> and saying inaccurate things about me. Like what? As I said, like he keeps saying I hate fairies. Like okay. very absolute things. It's just like no, no, no. I've never. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Imagine you like waving your finger at Scott. No, no, no. I never, never said it. Never said no, that. Uh, uh, you didn't say the magic <laughs> word. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, that was like my favorite thing. I used to like. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Nedry makes me laugh so much just because I'm a big fan of Wayne Knight. I think he's hilarious. Oh, Wayne Knight's great. I like Wayne Knight. Uh, I used to watch a show called Out of This World that was like, I think mm. from the 80s that he was on. Uh, Out of this world. I mean, he wasn't the main character of the show, but it was a really fun show. Sure. Liked him in Third Rock from the Sun. I actually haven't watched a lot that he's been in. Uh, I was on Seinfeld for a while. Oh yeah, because he's 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 Newman. 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 Uh, I listened to him on the Nerdist podcast a while back, and he talked about how he used to be a private detective. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. I find that fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, it's very fascinating. In the world before the internet. Yeah, which is like tough. And so like, he really well, like talked about what that was, and I was like, that's, that's so cool. It's very that was like the coolest thing that he talked about i think honestly. i think that's really cool when you find out like the jobs that uh -huh. people had before like, what it's like what the heck uh no but i watched him in out of this world i watched him in third rock from the sun in seinfeld and then you see him in jurassic park yep uh he's in one of those punisher movies that came out cause I, I haven't seen any punisher several movies. of them wait is that him in there? No, that's Kevin Smith that's in there. That's a like, very different that's a, guy. That's a different fat guy. <laughs> oh, poor Kevin Smith. No. Oh, he I mean, lost he some knows. weight, though. He lost some weight, though. Uh, Wayne Knight's still, I think, pretty big. I don't know if he's yeah. lost any weight. But, or been in anything lately. But I like that I guy. I haven't seen him in a while, yeah. But I like that guy a lot. No, uh, I don't know. You mentioned... Me. What? Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I commented, we talked about... Star Wars characters. Mm -hmm. And I commented that I was pretty sure that I would be C-3PO. 
Oh, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Which, which, I think is weird. Like, why? I don't why? understand. Who else would I be in the Star Wars universe? I, d- I think the I kind mean, of frightful sort of just, oh, like, I think that's me. I mean. And then you could be my grumpy companion that's always, like, swearing and no one knows. <laughs> not r2d <laughs> that's so terrible no i, I don't think it's terrible at all I, you're the impetus of the whole thing oh my gosh i the i founder I, of I, I heard that, that. <laughs> like literally my face dropped i was like i am not like, i know i was like i am not r2d2 how dare you i see it i guess it's because i'm short oh mm, i can't help it i i think uh, i think if i'm c3po then you're r2 it because we're a duo. That's true. Companions. <laughs> right. It's what's uh, uh um what does Jay and Silent Bob say? Hetero life companions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's like, this is my hetero life mate. My hetero yeah. life mate. He called him so he calls him his hetero life mate. Um That's great. No, and then I forgot to I always forget to mention this and I forgot to even tell you so you could mention it, but oh. like you're talking about all those things that he was doing at the stock exchange. Oh, the the arbitrage. The arbitrage. Yeah, he's doing a bunch of arbitrage and then it turns into a three stooges thing. Okay. Which makes me laugh. Tell me about this. Well, I used to watch a lot of three stooges when I was younger. I've so seen some, does, but there uh, it's um Oh my gosh, I think it's curly uh-huh. that does a lot of those weird like like those weird sounds yeah. like that nyuk nyuk sound sure. and, and the moving the hand around and him doing the hand thing in front of him like a wave like the from his face that like that's a that's a three suges thing like uh-huh. I, I heard it right away and i was like that's three suges yeah like, i remember you saying that um when we were watching it before yeah before i recorded with them yeah and i was like three suges and i forgot three suges I reference. forgot to bring it up a lot of because well, the rest of it is like actually like him minding yeah. what he sees people on the floor doing. A lot of a lot of guys like three stooges because it's very slapsticky. Like I'm gonna hit this guy in the head with a yeah. hammer and type it's of crap. Silly. It's very silly, exaggerated. I like it. I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, a lot. Like I like I used to watch a lot of black and white shows when I was a huh. kid, and three stooges was like one of my favorite. I used to be given tapes of Three Stooges on VHS that I used to, like, watch when I was, like, really little, like, six, seven years old. Sure. Uh, That's cool. So I, I reckon with certain things, I'm like, you recognize, you know, you hear a sound, and you're just like, wait a minute. That's taking uh, something. That's from something. It, like, when I hear that, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, he's doing a Three Stooges thing, so. Okay, Rolodex. Yeah, sorry. No, don't apologize. I just had a... It's good stuff. Someone had to mention it at it's least once, and I was like, hey. Three Stooges reference. Cool. I like that. So... In summary, John needs to turn it down a notch before I can ever allow him back on the show. <laughs> turned up all the way up, all the way up to eleven. Yeah, I, I even sent you a message, and I'm like, I can't handle him. He can't be on the show. <laughs> he's like, not when I'm there. And I'm like, I can't. He needs to tone it down, like to like, like he's at an eleven right now. <laughs> he needs to turn it down to like a two. Like a two. <laughs> like with how much he was at. Yeah, I think I don't so. Know. I... I don't know if I can handle him any higher than that. <laughs> if he was that high, I was I, glad to have Scott to back me up. Oh man, like I was glad you had Scott to back you up. I wanted more Scott, and I'm not like a diehard like Scott guy <laughs> or Scott person. But I was just like, you know, this this would have benefited from more Scott this time. Mm. Like I could have needed more Scott, and I was like, a couple times I was all like, Gary, why are you like not even? <laughs> doing anything like like gary speak up and you i think you were just like 
Especially when John gets on his thing. I just feel you're just like... I'm just like oh, listening. Like, I really I don't, know. don't know what to say right I now. I know what's going on. I don't know what to say. Oh, about a, but a Scott's Gary was a... Uh, oh my God. Spot on. Oh my God. When Scott pretended to be me at the end of Thursday's Minute, I lost it's my like, shit. It's like, accurate. I laughed so hard. His voice went up just enough and I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, 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 he heard, like I, I heard it start and I was all like, accurate. Like, just right away, I'm like, accurate. This is... This is uh, well, I this think pretty good. That's, uh, I think you that's all my notes. notes. <laughs> like, no, like, yeah. Accurate. Oh, God. Accurate. Okay. And I heard, like, mischief. No, no. <laughs> like, like, stuff. <laughs> Don't get shitty. And <laughs> correct himself. And I'm like, ah, uh, yes. Yes. All right. See that, see, that made me disappointed. Because here we get Scott with, like, a pretty decent impression of you. And I get John <laughs> and his POS. I don't know if he's uh, ever listened Victorian, to anything of us. Victorian England voice that was done terribly. Uh, and I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, 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 what? Like, I, I just wanted to reach through and, like, smack oh. him. Like, can I just smack you across the face? Like, just... Be quiet over there. Like, vampires are okay, though. Okay. For next time. Well, actually, there is not going to happen to be next time. <laughs> I, I will make sure there's not. Well, we don't have that many weeks left That's of the show. That's true. But I will make sure that I don't meet any, I don't miss uh, any weeks of Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll make sure that anytime you're gone, I'll get Scott. <laughs> no, Scott. J- Scott and anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Scott and John. No, not John. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're like, whatever plan I had was canceled. Like, I will be there. (laughs) That's so funny. That'll be my threat. I need the red phone. You're not going to be there. (laughs) Yeah, the red phone. I need the red phone. Like, I'll be right there. Like, 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 and I'm just like, like, the logo will come up. Like, it'll be, what what would be my logo? You know what logo I always use for myself is the, uh, is a Z with the question mark, which gets used for uh, this character that I like. Johnny the uh, Homicidal Giant- Maniac. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a whole, like, insomniac thing. So that's my logo that I use a lot for things, is the Z with the question mark. Uh-huh. So you just see the Z with the question mark. There you go. <laughs> like, like Autobot Decepticon thing. That's silly. Coming forward and going back, you know. There you uh, go. 80s references. Great. Because it's the 80s. All right, join us on Monday for... Mm-hmm. Minute 41. Where I'll be back. Victoria will be back. Yes. If you missed me, yay. If you didn't, too bad. She's coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> Shake my fist. Dog shame.